the Democrats said they're going forward with impeachment quickly, but do you have the patience to see that through? Patience? Don't talk to me about patience. It takes me 40 minutes to figure out how to turn on the TV. Every single time. If I accidentally hit input, that's a whole day. God! God! Sometimes I sit on the porch and do literally nothing for six hours. I don't talk to people. I don't look at stuff. I just sit so still. People get scared and call 911. Uh, Larry David returning oh, to Saturday Night Live. The best as Bernie Sanders. for the ambulance, for the coroner. <laughs> Oh, the old hit input. Oh, no. <laughs> now what? Oh, no. How do I get my TV back to where it works? Yeah. Um, happy to see that on yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. Will Elizabeth Warren get inaugurated wearing some sort of black jumpsuit with a sweater over it? She's got the Steve Jobs thing going. Every single day, she throws on the black jumpsuit, or whatever that is, and throws a long sweater over it. That is liberating when you never have to think about it. It is. Uh, it is. It's amazing to me how little intention. That when when somebody mentions that, I just I feel like what what are we talking about here? Elizabeth Warren. We just played a Pete Buttigieg. Oh, that thing is still going on. Yeah, I just yeah. think with impeachment, that thing's going to seem weird, and I don't know if it helps the Democrats or hurts them. I don't know. But. Well, and if we as a as a country just tabled the motion for six months, everybody would be Oh, fine. sure. Plenty of time to make everybody. Yeah, we would lose nothing but agony. <laughs> 72-year-old Dallas man woken up by noises in the wee hours. It was about 5 o'clock in the morning. Saw someone trying to break into his storage shed. He grabbed his gun, went out, and yelled that he'd shoot the person if they came closer. The person took several steps toward him. Uh, so James Meyer... Uh, told investigators he fired. As the burglar dropped his pickaxe and ran toward a nearby park, Myers fired another shot into the night in the direction of the park. Uh, and then he uh, and then he went back to bed and fell asleep and slept till seven. I think I'd be a little charged up. I would have trouble getting back to sleep. I might yes. have to take a melatonin or something. Yes. Yeah. I might just go ahead and get up and get some work done or something. But he went back to sleep, woke up. Uh, 7 o'clock, he told police he thought he saw a black bag there in the park uh, right next to his house. Turned out to be the man's body. He was dead as a hammer. He uh, then told the 911 dispatcher he was the victim of the crime and that medical help was needed. Uh, everybody showed up, found the dead guy, and now he's been charged with murder. Mm. Mr. Meyer, all based on that shot into the dark as the guy was fleeing. Yeah. You know, I understand that law. We don't have the death penalty for you used to be a threat to me. On the other hand, if cops who are trained and experienced get a lot of leeway for, you know, things were hairy, it was difficult to see what was going on. How about just a guy, a 72-year-old guy, he's woken up, he's confused, he's terrified, and he makes a terrible judgment there in the heat of the moment. Because you could certainly argue, it's absolutely inevitable the intruder was younger than him, younger and more athletic and stronger and the rest of it. Um, 
He could have thought the guy was making a flanking maneuver. He's going to come around uh, and back That'd and be and my concern. Well, right. So, uh, so yeah. he's going to go out in the dark and come back as soon as I go to sleep. Or what am I supposed to sit here until daylight? Or what? Yeah. How is this supposed to work? Yeah. Well, very, very easy to play the Monday morning quarterback with a guy in a situation like that. Um. On the other hand, his ability to fall asleep after something like that is incredible. Yeah, absolutely admirable. I start thinking about work. I'm up for another half an hour. This guy shoots a guy down and goes back to sleep. So New York City has banned phrases in the city. It's now illegal to say, go back to your country. Oh, I saw Or use the term illegal alien. You can't do that in the city of New York City anymore. New York City announced it's new. Uh, it is now illegal for residents of the city to threaten to call ICE on their neighbors, along with a ban on the phrases "go back to your city" and "illegal alien." Go back to your country. Go back to your country and illegal alien. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is getting a lot of attention, as you would expect. I didn't even know that you could ban a phrase like "go back to your country." You can't. Oh, the, the courts will decide you can't. <laughs> they ought to have like an American ninja warrior race between this decision or this law and the Ninth Circuit Court ruling that you can't enforce uh, anti-camping ordinances unless you have a bed for everybody. See which one can get overturned the quickest. Hate has no place here, the city council said on Thursday. The NYC Commission of Human Rights said they were issuing new law enforcement guidelines based on both forms of discrimination. The guidelines also stated that derogatory use of the term illegal alien... And discrimination based on limited English proficiency or unlawful discriminatory treatment. Wow. Discrimination based on you can't speak English. I need somebody to work at my store that speaks the language of all my customers. Can't do that. Hater, you're under arrest. Boy, this is a dumb settle. This is utterly unenforceable. It's a joke. It says here the new restrictions may come under scrutiny in the courts over (laughs) free speech concerns. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I thought illegal alien is an actual legal term. It is. Okay, well, you certainly can't ban legal terms that are in the code of determining what sort of resident you are. Wow. Wow. Okay, good virtue signaling, I guess. This is just bizarre. mm. I'm surprised this happens in the modern world. These people are so deluded, they pass laws that say... Uh, uh, for instance, if the term illegal alien is used to demean, humiliate, or harass a person, it's illegal under the law. How about you're a piece of blank mother blanker? Right. Is that not demeaning, humiliating, or harassing a person? But it's not based on their ethnicity. So you can call them that, but you can't call them a, a piece of blank mother blanking Guatemalan. That would be hate speech. I would be willing to explain to high schoolers why this is moronic, unenforceable, un-American, and and just silly. I could find the time and the energy to explain that to high schoolers because they're children and they need to learn. To explain that to adults, it's like explaining to them why they shouldn't, you know, stick their finger in a pencil sharpener and start, you know, twisting the knob. You're not supposed to do that? No, I wouldn't. God dang it, the world has gotten strange. Those found in violation face fines of up to a quarter million dollars. How about that, uh, business people? 
You got to hire whoever shows up at your door, even if they don't speak English. That's the law in New York City. Great, Scott, our urban areas have gone crazy. And they're going to elect all the presidents in the future? So, uh, among things we could talk about coming up, they got a big to-do going on in China tomorrow. It's the 70th birthday of the uh, of their their whole thing, and uh, they and what a, a thing it's been, and what a thing it's been, and what a thing it's going to be in the future. But the way they're planning to celebrate with President Xi, the Emperor of China, now standing up there, uh, we'll bring that to you, and the, the latest wrinkles in the whole impeachment mess, which will be with us for months to come. Chinese communism starving you to death. And beating you to death if you complain about it since 1949. Yeah, the, China is asshole. Right? The, That's what I say. The parade they've got planned is something. Tell you about it next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When the road was called, oh, a Bob Dylan musical is coming to Broadway. Finally, a musical where uh, men drag their girlfriends to. Um, <laughs> it's going to be like Cats if <laughs> Cats was sung by an actual cat. <laughs> Ow. Bob Dylan can't sing jokes in year 2019? He's won a Nobel Prize, you wiseacre. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We have a couple of updates on the whole impeachment thing, although, honestly, not a lot is happening other than spokespeople from either side uh, shouting in, in all caps, as uh, Kevin the Marine put it, all caps shouting all the time that uh, their point of view is 100% right and the other people are uh, dangerous to the republic and pro- should probably be jailed. And then the other side shouts almost exactly the same thing. Um, which, you know, it's one of the main reasons we have elections to figure out which set of numbskulls you want in charge. I found this very interesting, and I hope you do too. Uh, I, Joe, have been you know, looking at this stuff since I was a kid because this is what I studied in college, and I just remained very, very interested in it. Um, the way uh, various regimes and governments get power and hold power and what they do with power and there was a piece in the failing New York Times not long ago uh, in which they, uh, they're they talking about a study that shows at least 70 countries, 70, around the world have had disinformation campaigns in their recent elections. And one of the reasons I bring this up is uh, people will make a big deal of the fact that Russia is messing with us and trying to screw with our society and our elections. And then they make it about Democrat versus Republican, which is just dumb. It's dumb. Putin is screwing with us because he wants the power that we have, for instance, in Europe. And he's just trying to hurt the United States. Um, but then you get on the other side, people saying, why are we worried about it? Because our government does it, too. Which is the very definition of knowing just enough to be dangerous. You numbskull. It's offense and defense. Just because we also play offense doesn't mean we shouldn't play defense because it's somehow, where do we get off tackling their running back? We do the same thing. I mean, come on, are you serious? 
But in Vietnam, citizens were enlisted to post pro-government messages on their personal Facebook pages. The Guatemalan government used hacked and stolen social media accounts to silence dissenting opinions. Ethiopia's ruling party hired people to influence social media conversations in its favor. Everybody's doing it all the time around the globe, using any means they can to get power. What's tough is, you know, just a consumer of information and voters, the rest of us, it's getting harder and harder to figure out what is, you know, what's completely factual, what's kind of factual, and what's just utterly fictional, and and who's behind it. Did you see that uh, Joe Biden's campaign asked news networks to stop putting Rudy Giuliani on the air? Yeah, I did see that. Because he's spreading uh, information that they say is not true. Um, not to get off on the, the impeachment thing, but I, I oh, just, no, go ahead. I just, I don't, I don't want to get off on the impeachment thing. Yeah. Um, it's a good I just, illustration of it though. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. It, we, 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 we do, we are at a moment in time where you can throw out a whole bunch of stuff and either people don't have time to fact check or we, or fact checking is, is, as much spin and lies as anything else is now. Oh my if God. Not more. I hear that term and my, my Here comes breakfast rises yep. up in my throat. I hear somebody say fact we check. We fact checked that assertion. Yeah. I think, oh no. I immediately hear, here comes some spin. Here comes something right. that's, you know, true from your point of view. Yeah. The last um, thing it is, is, is a solid fact check. But actually, as actually, for some reason I was thinking, if I ever end up in a jam of some sort, I'm just going to start throwing out crap. Absolutely. Because it seems to really work. Um, in the, in the modern world, things just catch on and somebody will tweet or say or put on Facebook, I heard that blank blank. And then it's just often, it's out there and mm-hmm. it's, it's out there and it's part of the argument now. And it doesn't need to be based in any fact whatsoever. Right. And everybody can do it. And, and like you said, how we deal with this as a populace trying to figure out what's real and what's not, I have no idea. Right. I don't know how that's going to get worked out. We're all going to become incredibly cynical or listening to nothing, or I don't know how it'll work. I don't know how we get out of this. I was just going to say, the next thing they talk about in the New York Times is that, uh, well, it says the report highlights the continuing challenge for Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube as they try to combat disinformation, particularly when the perpetrators are governments. They are going to manage that like a painful condition. There's no solving it. There's absolutely no solving it. I read a horrifying story in the New York Times yesterday. They're doing a series on uh, child pornography. No oh boy. And how much of it there is out there and how many images they've taken down in the last Oof. year and everything like that. And it's just, it's as disturbing as anything could be. But it's growing by leaps and bounds. If you can't find a way to stop child porn right. from flying around the world on the net. How in the world are you going to police sto- uh, police stories that are not factually accurate that are about somewhat politics? untrue? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, how would you even? You just well, obviously, right. you can't. That's right. And Everybody that's... agrees this picture of this kid should not exist, right. and it does. Right. So how are you going to stop near universal condemnation, aggressive, con- huge budgets? But then, Mark, and listen, hearing me express sympathy for Mark Zuckerberg is a rarity. But Mark Zuckerberg's supposed to stop. There's no evidence that uh, Hunter Biden ever blankety blanked. He's a fake news. <laughs> Seriously? How's that going to happen? But then, but then this paragraph, Jack. Research shows that the use of tactics, which include bots, fake social media accounts, and hired trolls, is growing. Wait a minute. You can make money posting nasty and inaccurate stuff on the internet. What do I do? Post my resume to, 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 to steppingstone.com or, or what? How do I get hired as a professional troll? Hide under a bridge and wait. <laughs> 
Just, hey, molest goats the best you can <laughs> and wait to be discovered. Hire trolls. None of this is going to matter when the singularity comes and computers run all this. I spend a lot of time on the weekend reading about that. But, oh, um, boy. Um, yeah, then the computers will be doing all of it. You won't need human beings. Well, that's why I need to make as much money as a troll as I possibly can. <laughs> I mean, and as quickly as possible. Mm. Dang, well, that sounds like rewarding work to oh, me. Oh, be fun. Ah, morning, honey. I'd break out some coffee. I wouldn't have to commute to my friggin' job. I just grab a little coffee, I'd head to the computer, open it up, maybe check a little email, who knows, and then get to work and say it turns out Adam Schiff was arrested for uh I don't know, what do you want? Shoplifting as a junior <laughs> in high school. Blankety bland punched a cop send. And then I'd go play golf. <laughs> <laughs> Done with your trolling for the day. Right. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Trump supporters rolling out their arguments against the whistleblower. Which is more healthy, beer or wine? And Robert De Niro drops F-bombs on CNN. Oh, God. Will coming the, up. Will the Republic survive? Oh, boy. I'll tell you what. I will watch that new movie, The Irishman, the day it comes out. I think it's going to be on Netflix shortly after it comes out in the theaters. Why is Robert De Niro on CNN? To talk about politics, because... He's an actor people oh, like. Oh, I'm sorry. I hadn't understood that. <laughs> I, I, that's a very good question. It's a very good question. What about my favorite bass players? What do they think? Can we get them on MSNBC? You're probably not going to like what they think either. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I follow some of them on Twitter. Uh, <clears throat> and some of them think Xi Jinping is too far right. I could not believe that SNL opened the, the year... With Baldwin doing uh, Trump. Oh, my God. Hey, you. There is a poll out about impeachment. I think polls are going to drive impeachment a lot. Because uh, Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to go over a cliff if it looks like America's not hungering for impeachment. Well, she got some good news out of the CBS News YouGov poll out today. We'll have to see a few more polls to determine whether or not this is how America feels or it's an outlier. But this poll has um, Americans supporting Pelosi's impeachment inquiry 55 to 45%. That's higher than I would have guessed. Another number in it that's interesting, well, it 43, though. 43, 43 only days ago. Another number that's interesting is nearly the same percentage of Americans, 53%, think that the House Democrats' impeachment push is driven mainly to hurt Trump politically in the election, oh. not to protect U.S. interests. So you think it's just a political move, but you're for it. It's cynicism, isn't it? And, of course, the parties are split completely on whether or not you're for or against the impeachment inquiry. 87 to 13, yes, for Democrats. 77 to 23, no for Republicans. 23 is a significant number among Republicans. Higher than I would have guessed. Given the 94% approval rating of Trump among Republicans fairly recently, I tell you what, it seems that there's been a bit of a change in the current. How long it lasts, we don't know. And then this article from Phil Klein in The Examiner I saw over the weekend, and this is what I wonder about, and maybe we'll discuss later, and we could discuss it today, or next week, or three months from now, because I have a feeling this story is going to be around for a long dang time. But uh, he wrote an an opinion piece where he said, if the Democrats impeach Trump, a GOP House will probably impeach the next Democratic president. I wonder if that's just where we're headed. You just come up with a reason to drag the president through impeachment over and over again. 
while we're in this tribal phase of politics. I wonder. That'll get a little tiresome. Oh, I'm already tired. Mm. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, as D.C. waits for the whistleblower to testify, President Trump's people were making the rounds of the news shows over the weekend, including Senator Lindsey Graham on Face the Nation, who was asked about that phone call that President Trump had with the president of Ukraine. Do you think it was ethical for the yes, president to bring I, I, up Joe okay. Biden? Yes, absolutely. I think somebody ought to look at whether or not Joe Biden had the prosecutor fired uh, in an improper way. I love Joe Biden. I don't want to look at it. I want an inspector general, somebody like Mueller. Did Biden know that his son was receiving $50,000 a month from a gas company being investigated by the prosecutor? Isn't that just Wait his payment for Wait being on minute. the board? The, the, board, the, the guys on the board that? being investigated for corruption and the guy doing the investigation is asked to be fired by Biden. I don't know what happened. It smells to high heaven. The, um, uh, the uh, Graham said he has zero problems with the phone call. He has, I have yeah. zero problems with the phone call. I looked at the transcript. I have zero problems with it. So you've got the crowd that says it's right there in plain sight. Mm-hmm. You read the transcript. Clearly an impeachable offense. You got the other crowd that would say zero problem. I think zero problem overstates it. I think clearly impeachable overstates it. I, I would agree. That's funny. I'm right. I'm, I'm with the he could have handled it another way and, and then nobody could make any big deal of it. It was just unwise to me. So, yeah, I think Lindsay's overstating it. But you know what is just driving me crazy is the lefty journalists with their smug tone saying, and once again, there's no evidence that there was any impropriety. Uh, Hunter Biden on that board. There's right. no evidence of that. And uh, do we have that Bill Maher tape that I asked you to edit? Maybe we ought to get to that uh, at some point. But the idea that the guy who headed up Ukraine policy and interaction for the Obama administration was Joe Biden. And the guy and his son is making $50,000 a month in Ukraine for reasons that are utterly unclear to anybody. The idea that that doesn't deserve a glance, maybe completely separately from the impeachment question, because it is a, uh, it's related, but it's not related. Um, you could see it either way. But the idea that you can just smugly say there's no evidence of wrongdoing. As Bill Maher said, if this was Don Jr., Rachel Maddow wouldn't be talking about anything else. She would do every show entirely good for, on Donald Jr. Good for Bill Maher saying that, because that's so clearly true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, maybe nobody was actually on the take. Maybe the Gazprom people in Ukraine said, you know, it can't hurt. Exactly. I, that's we exactly. need a lawyer. Why don't we hire that one? Exactly. It can't hurt. Which might have been the case with the uh, Clinton Foundation, too. I, didn't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't know I'm going to get something out of this. But how could it possibly hurt to donate money to the Clintons Foundation? Right, we need a tax write-off. Let's make it those people. I mean, that's the most innocent explanation. There are a hell of a lot of lawyers around the world. A lot of them are Ukrainians. Some of them are in the natural gas industry. And they hired some American geek who was booted out of the military for snorting blow and probably still is. That has no expertise in this line of business. And doesn't speak Ukrainian. Good choice. A little odd. Unless he's the son of the vice president. So, yeah, so your point again is not just the VP. He was the point man for Ukrainian relations. But so your point is anybody who says there's nothing to see here. Well, there might not be, but there's clearly something to check out. Right. I mean, come on now. Right. Meanwhile, on the or near the anniversary of the uh, 
of the uh, Communist Party taking over in mainland China, the 70th birthday, so to speak. Masked protesters were out again in the streets of Hong Kong for a 17th straight week of pro-democracy demonstrations. And they were battling in the streets. Last weekend actually marked the fifth anniversary of the so-called Umbrella Movement, the pro-democracy campaign going on in Hong Kong. Xi Jinping needs a new PR campaign. Michael, do we have like old-timey or or nice music, just pleasant music? Can you hit me with some pleasant music? You got something like that, Andy? Xi Jinping needs to this whole beaten protesters is not good on your birthday. You got to go with something more like this. Ready? Pleasant music. When the Chinese people have needed to be starved and beaten and oppressed for the last 70 years, they've looked to one place, the Chinese Communist Party. Yesterday and today, if you need to be told how to live, how to vote, and beaten to within an inch of your life if you dare resist the corruption of a local official, then is now. Turn to the Chinese Communist Party. Then a picture of him smiling in front of the Chinese flag with a couple little kids around him. He's patting them on the head. I'm telling you, this stuff works. Well, and, and by any measure, it's worse now than it's been in many, many decades. So he's going to preside, the now president for life, Xi, is going to preside over a military parade tomorrow in Tiananmen Square. Yep. Um, it will involve 15,000 soldiers and sailors, 160 fighter jets, bombers, and other aircraft. 580 tanks and other weapons. Some of them, military commanders hinted coyly, have never been seen before in public. Ooh, so they're going to roll uh, out their best armament, including their secret stuff, to say, look, world, we're the superpower. Or at least a superpower. Can we at least consider hitting them now? Preemptive strike. Right there in the square. Yes. Actor Robert De Niro telling CNN he doesn't care what his critics think about him criticizing President Trump, and he actually dropped an F-bomb during the interview. This guy is should not be president, period. And when you say that, folks on Fox come after you. I remember the Tonys when he got up there and cursed. A lot of criticism of you. Fuck him. Okay, well, you know, this is cable, Sorry. so it's not an FCC violation, Sorry. but it is still a Sunday morning. Well, I we're, do wonder we're why you choose to now, go Now, right, Robert De Niro. Why do you as as that? we've been we asking all morning long, <laughs> why, why does anybody interview Robert De Niro about politics? But I keep coming back to the trailer to, for The Irishman. The Robert De Niro is in. It looks so good. It does. This is, this is, this is. Well, if you liked, if you liked all those Scorsese, De Niro mob movies, right. this one looks fantastic. And the critics are loving it because it's, um, it's, it's, it's clearly Scorsese wrapping up his whole vision of the mafia. And it, it, I don't know what the ending is, but it has a very um, sort of sad melancholy. It's not a, these guys are cool and get away with stuff and isn't this neat. Mm. It's, uh, it's Robert De Niro sitting in a diner. The door opens. Don't stop believing. Starts playing. <laughs> his daughter can't park for some I've reason. I've seen uh, this all before. Al Pacino. Come on now. Wow. Robert De Niro, uh, you got them all. Joe Pesci. Pesci, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Oh, yeah. Harvey Keitel. Harvey freaking Keitel. What? Ray oh. Romano. Oh, is he not on that level? <laughs> Too much. <laughs> oh. Got to take Sam to see this. <laughs> you know, speaking of race, stay tuned. We're going to talk to Ray Liotta about American trade policy. Because <laughs> he's an actor. So we're asking him for some reason. All right. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Luckily, Brando was so crazy, nobody would interview him about politics, so that wasn't really a thing in the 80s, back when he was the mob actor. 
They banned pigeons for the big uh, Chinese uh, 70th birthday parade they're having oh. in Tiananmen Square. What? Uh, do tell. Passenger <laughs> pigeons are a big thing, I guess, in uh, China. People like them as, uh, as pets and novelty and that sort of stuff. Oh. But none are to be seen anywhere in the square, so everybody has to keep them indoors. Under, oh, you're under great threat of yes. uh, fine and Extra jailing. oppression. Yeah. Keep huh. your pigeons indoors during the parade. Well, China is asshole. Yeah, I know it. They, they don't want them crapping on those uh, those brand new tanks nobody's yeah. seen before. We're, we're at an, How'd that be for a look? We were at an outdoor wedding yesterday, and Sam got pooped on by a bird above us in a tree. Oh, no. Yeah, on his nice shirt. It's oh, genetic. Your, no. your wife has that yep. problem, right? Yep. That's yep. weird. It's happened to me like twice in my entire life. It happens to my wife every day. She, every time she walks out of the house, pretty much. And <laughs> Sam inherited that. I don't believe in witches and curses, really, but... How does yeah, one person weird. never happen? The other person's covered in avian guano their whole life. How's that happen? A curse. <laughs> exactly. An incantation, if you will. Oh, yeah. So last night, we have a big medical procedure for my son today at our house. And uh, trying to get the house ready and everything like that. Last night, flushed the toilet. And because of some sort of drain clog, mm. fecal matter oh, came up out of the drain in the shower oh, and started no. bubbling all over oh, the place. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not supposed to happen, oh. is it? No, it's not oh. supposed to happen. And my wife said, how does this happen? And I said, I told you this before we got married. I have a curse. Yeah. <laughs> I've been cursed somehow. Yeah. Indian burial ground, or I don't know what it was. Something somewhere along the line. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that sort of thing happens. Unless you were molesting that uh, that Pharaoh's tomb that you did as a teenager, that's just a guess. I think it goes back generations. But you might think it's <laughs> weird or or, uh, or or whatever nutty to think. No, embracing the fact that you're cursed. I've found it much. You just always assume the worst is going to happen because right. it usually does. Right. And uh, you just you just plan accordingly. There's no, you know. Well, how could this happen? I you know, know how. It I know exactly how it happened. Yeah. Oh. Oh. This is a disaster. <laughs> and uh, yes, this is my Be- fate because of my curse. Right. That's yep. the way it works. Maybe I just don't understand politics well, because when they said Trump is getting impeached, I immediately thought, great, Trump's fired. Let's get drunk. (laughs) But they're like, no, he's just being impeached, but he ain't exactly peached yet. It's still going to take another year or so. And I'm like, well, damn, that sucks. Let's get drunk. (laughs) I mean, president's only a four-year job, but it feels like it's taking him five years to just fire his ass. It's frustrating. You know, I bet somebody explained how long impeachment takes to John Wilkes Booth, and he was like, okay, well, where's he at right now? Yeah. How do you like that as a joke? That's making light of presidential assassinations. Mm, I thought it was pretty funny. I LOL'd. Secret Service ought to make a visit to that young man's home. I LOL'd. And it's, uh, I don't want to talk much about this, because the impeachment's going to be around for many, many, many months. But the um, they're talking about this on Media Buzz with Howard Kurtz yesterday on Fox. The how much different would this feel if we hadn't gone through the whole Russia thing that turned out to be nothing? Right. With the same players involved, how and much the same different... statements of certainty and evidence? Right. Right. Exactly. With the right. exactly. And I myself 
have to remind myself, oh, yeah, this is actually this is actually trying to impeach a president. This is a really big deal. Right. This isn't just cable news. Why don't I feel like this is a bigger deal? (laughs) Because we just got drugged through that whole thing with the same people saying this was a big deal. And it turned out to be nothing. Well, and especially because that two plus year process had it gone the other way. He'd be out of office now. Mm-hmm. He'd be long gone. So it felt like an impeachment. I guess, but I, I have to remind myself that this is a, very, a an historically big deal. Yes. Um, Unless it, you know, stumbles and kind of uh, peters out for some reason, which is not impossible. So the New York Times did a big piece about homelessness in California. Is that it gets more and more national attention. Wall Street Journal did what a week ago. New York Times did this weekend. Yep. The West Coast bomb explosion. You know, Michael, I was thinking about that the other day. If you could have, like, a little Beach Boys music under that. Oh, wow. West Coast bomb explosion. Just the the brainstorming here. Yeah, I'll work on that. I think Jack was talking. What were you saying? So they focused on one particular dude who ended up homeless. And I thought, okay, I want to see this story. I I want you to take me on the ride here, how this guy ended up homeless. Okay. Um, what do you call the 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 the, the guys at fancy restaurants that know all about wine? A sommelier. Yeah, this guy was one of those. Yeah. He was a sommelier at one of the nicest restaurants in San Francisco. Oh my goodness! Living high in the hog. How does he end up homeless? Great well, Scott. Obviously, it's something to do with the system, right? Get your crying towels ready, folks. He joined the ranks of the unsheltered five years ago. That has become a hot term, hasn't it? Unsheltered. Unsheltered. Get under an awning. You're sheltered. Is that is that like um, undocumented immigrant? It just sounds softer than. Oh yeah, words matter, man. To spin. He joined the ranks of the unsheltered five years ago. Another life upended among a diverse pop. It was upended, okay? Already you're insinuating that something right. happened to him, right. not, not his cause. Right. I, I heard the D word in there as well. Another life upended among a diverse population that is so hard to oh, categorize. diversity. Right. Coming, I know that's a good thing. Coming hand in hand with the state's worsening housing shortage. Oh, that's it. I heard the, that. The number of homeless people has swelled in the Bay Area, rising 47% in Oakland in the last two years. That's incredible. What an amazing stat. Mm. And they throw in the fact that it's because of the price of houses. I, when, sure when it I, is. When I can't afford a place to live, I move. But that's what I do. Move to uh, a cheaper place. California, the country's wealthiest and most populous state, also has the most homeless. An unremitting crisis that has confounded the state's political leaders for decades. Yeah. And, it, and exposed one of the most extreme manifestations of economic inequality gripping the country. Oh, boy. This it's about is some economic good stuff. inequality, don't you know? Tent encampments. Oakland officials count 90 of them. But for Mr. Hollies, the journey from wine steward at some of the finest restaurants in the San Francisco Bay Area to sleeping in a tent on a strip of dirt next to a freeway. What pairs well with dead cat? (laughs) Oh, jeez. Was a gradual unraveling. His struggles with drugs. Oh, oh, wait a second. Drugs. Oh. His failed marriages. Okay. Mm, So some choices in here. Some some drugs and some marriages. All choices. Choices you made. His larceny. Oh, he's he committed some crimes. Oh, he's a criminal. Okay. His larceny when he needed money. They all contributed oh, to his present straits. Ah, so following a series of failed marriages, he becomes a junkie and steals to support it, and then he was upended. No, it's the it's the it's the rent prices, right? And the nation's income inequality that has caused this. Let me jump. I forgot. Here, Sorry. 
And, and further down, and this is a long, this is one of those really, really long New York Times articles. I'm right. leaving out 90% of it. It's called editing. I'm skipping to the parts that, that, to me, are the most important. After many restaurant jobs through the 80s and 90s, Mr. Holly says his undoing came with an addiction to crack cocaine. You became a crack addict! <laughs> That's what ruined your life! Nothing else matters! Oh, if you become shortage. a crack High addict, rents, uh, your income life is gonna suck! Lack of diversity. Your life income. will suck if income. you become a crack addict. Inco- doesn't know, matter what kind of housing, doesn't matter where you live, it doesn't matter what percentage of women make what percentage of the dollars men, none of that matters! Among the most affected by income inequality are crackheads. <laughs> his undoing came with an addiction to crack cocaine. He then stole to fuel his habit, Oh, and then spent a total of eight years in prison. And, and things are going poorly for him, you said? I was the type of guy who would break into your car and steal the change in your ashtray, you said. I don't have a tray for my ass. Ashtray. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought maybe you you have some sort of fancy car. (laughs) I meant extra for that. (laughs) He graduated from. I have a seat for mine. So they're trying to make it seem like how could this fall happen when I've already outlined what I think is the clear problem here in his life. You think he graduated from crack is whack. He graduated from Palo Alto High School, one of the country's most prestigious public schools. Wow. Even a guy who graduates from a prestigious high school will his have a sucky life if he ends up a crack addict. <laughs> and steals. He studied real estate and business near oh, by the coach. Sounds he was, very promising. He was a near professional golfer scoring in the low 70s. The guy, has he was a stick. What happened? I can't remember. Next sentence. He had five children with three women. Yeah, what? <laughs> You can't become a cracked addict, have kids with a whole bunch of different women, and steal from people, and have a good life, no matter what the rent is. Because of the income inequality. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. That's that poor man. He just couldn't get a break. I find that really tiring. And right then, that's when I gave up. All right, it's over. Good night.